Hello and welcome back to the Ghost Squared podcast. I'm James, your host, and it's been a while since we've done one of these, but uh, I'm really thrilled today to be joined by a very awesome company called Cybersmart. And I've got Jamie and Mariella here from Cybersmart who are going to be chatting through all sorts of fun stuff, especially the topic of today, which is GDPR. So uh, hi, Jamie. Hi, Mariella. How are you doing? Great. Thank you for having us. So it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So do you want to maybe give a bit of uh, an intro to Cybersmart and also yourselves? Yeah, sure, definitely. So um, Cybersmart, relatively young company. Um, yeah. Before this, me and Marilla worked together in a cybersecurity consultancy. So we'd basically be helping companies to check their systems and to get them secure. What we realized is that specifically working with um, startups and SMBs is that repeatedly they have the same issues and like how they get compliant they didn't really understand the law or what they needed to do and we started to realize that actually we could build a platform to automate a lot of the advice and the technical things we were doing with these companies and cool. that was really kind of the starting point for Cybersmart. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah maybe just to add so, so I uh, my background is compliance so I used to write lots and lots and lots of policies and oh, um, that sounds fun <laughs> yes exactly it was it was that boring it was it was awful so um yeah so we were also inspired by um by some other great SaaS uh platforms and we actually thought yeah how can we take out the pain of compliance and how we can support smbs to literally just just get it done right I see. Nice, <laughs> nice. I yeah. There is a lot of pain in the, in this world. <laughs> it's good to hear people are trying to tackle it. Uh, so what what about yourselves? Like, what are your roles, Jamie? Maybe Jamie first. Like, sure. Yeah. Was so my background's in tech. Um, been building tech platforms for the last decade. Um, so I'm running an agency. A lot of software development. Everything from web to mobile. Um, and basically, base building on that. Um, when when we started CyberSmart, I kind of defaulted to the tech tech role yeah. so taking over as uh, CTO of the company um, Mariela's will explain a bit more about her background but she complements pretty well I do a lot of the fundraising as well as CEO and investor investor relations yeah cool. and I basically I kind of like do the rest um, <laughs> everything no, else everything else but now we're in a fortunate position where we have a great team so um, yeah. yeah so we've been growing but I mostly do operations um, well yeah that I enjoy operations most I'd say and then okay. of course we have like sales, marketing, finance, and all the other hats that you have to wear as a fan. Yeah, many, many hats, always <laughs> in a small team, right? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, cool. So I guess, actually, yeah, like, uh, with, with Cybersmart then, so it started in consultancy, like, where where was the point where you decided, screw this, consultancy is for losers, like, let's go do SaaS? Uh, <laughs> yeah, so super interesting, we're, we're on a podcast, podcast with with uh, Carlos from Seedcamp oh, right, about yeah. a year and a half ago yeah. um, and we were sitting there talking about very similar to this around cybersecurity and why it's important for businesses yeah and the end of the podcast turned off turned off the recording and we, we said to Carlos well actually we're thinking about this idea for this platform to hmm. kind of automate what we're doing um, and he said, sounds great, like, come back and pitch it to us. <laughs> we were, like, quite shocked. Yeah. I, sp I spent the weekend coding uh, an MVP in, in PHP. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I went back and showed it to Carlos, and he said, okay, that's great. You've made yourself more efficient consultants. That's, that's really good. Oh, but this no. isn't a SaaS business. <laughs> yeah. um, go back and, like, do make it better, back. do more. Yeah. Like, yeah. you need to 10x what's going on in the market, like, efficiency-wise. So I went back and spent another weekend coding in Swift this time. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, built built an app that was deployed uh, on Mac and and connected with a, a dashboard. And this basically formed like a proper MVP for like a, wow. some tech to automate like end to end the process of yeah. compliance. I went back, pitched it. They said it's great. They're in, um, and then we were like, "Oh crap! What, we actually have to go and build this." <laughs> <Yeah. thing." laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. At the so, same time, we also go. No, it's only to say, so you kind of became very organic, but we weren't yeah. like, "Oh, let's come up with an idea and let's build a startup." It was more like, "Yeah, we've seen a problem." we don't want to grow a consultancy because it's projects, it's overhead. Yeah. It's, it's just, no, that's not where we wanted to go. And then it kind of naturally uh, progressed. And one day we woke up and we were like, wow, okay, now we actually, we actually <laughs> need to do this. <laughs> that's amazing. I, yeah. I, well, I can't promise this podcast will be quite as pivotal to your, <laughs> <laughs> to your own business. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. So, yeah, because you hear so many people that just sort of... Uh, you know, often feels like they've got it all planned out, and uh, and they they start with this grand vision, but you just sort of almost like just hacked it and and clearly solving a huge huge problem. So that's that's awesome to hear. Um, but so like so from those that was what like a year ago what was it a year it, and a half yeah, ago yeah year and a half so that was last uh, December two thousand sixteen yeah yeah so yeah. things have been moving quickly. So where's CyberSmart today? Um, yeah, <laughs> good question. So, <laughs> I mean, we we must say when we started last year, um, and we talked about compliance and SMB and and GDPR, people were like, nah, yeah, mm-hmm. not no a one thing. cares, no one cares. No, one, <laughs> honestly, like no one cared. And since this year, it's like, oh my god, everyone, mm, everyone yeah. cares. So, um, so which is really good because we thought we were too early, but now we validated that we weren't too early for what we were trying to mm. do. So um, now we have. A couple of hundred SMBs nice. using the platform. We have um, just under five thousand apps. De- so desktop apps deployed. So five thousand wow, end yeah. users. So um, that that little Swift app getting yeah. uh, getting out there in the real world. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, now it's now it's built. The platform's in. I should say in Django. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the app is in in Electron. So we no one trusts your yeah. code, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. It's not PHP. <laughs> not the same thing you built. In a no. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, oh, cool. And yeah, so we have a team of um, six in London and um, some remote. And yeah, no, it's, mm. it's growing. It's great. Cool. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. So how have you how have you found those hundreds of SMBs? Like, that's like, you know, we, we talk on this podcast a lot about how companies have been growing and yeah. everyone has a different story. But like, how have you, has it just been doing podcasts with Seedcamp? Or? <laughs> <laughs> so, so when we sort of, launched our first version of the platform last end of i want to say autumn last year um yeah. the sort of b2b SaaS direct uh for cybersecurity in the sme space it was kind of like non-existent as i yeah. said because company smbs wouldn't think that they need a compliance yeah, platform we'll worry right? about that later right? exactly yeah. so um we went through partners so we basically oh, okay. um are selling through msps service providers people who are already selling software okay, so that's how yeah. we started and we kind of like have a channel there but now which is also exciting we're looking more into obviously direct b2b um uh yeah yeah, yeah. so because now with gdpr the awareness is there so yeah it's um, hard to get through an, an hour without gdpr coming up in conversation isn't it yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. but yeah so the, initially it's partners and now we we want to look into like adding another channel to get yeah sure well. sure so you've seen some great success from 
partners then because yeah. yeah. you don't hear many people starting with that as a channel to be honest yeah and it's really tricky because a, we have never done channel sales before yeah, in that sense yeah. partner sales it's a very, completely different structure completely different model totally. um, has a lot to do with trust for them trusting in our platform and in yeah. us and us trusting them because we don't we're not in the forefront we're not having this constant and customer engagement exactly you've got the uh, yeah. someone in the middle There's right of middle. every communication yeah so yeah. it was a it was a steep learning curve yeah. for i want to say four or five months <laughs> but now so like basically the rest of last year was a steep learning curve in terms of partner yeah and partner channel but now um they're performing well they're, they're happy yeah. we're happy so you, do you have anyone is it your job Mariella, to manage the partnership stuff or is there someone on the team dedicated we, we to that now we have someone on the team dedicated okay. and now we kind yeah. of because you have to build out account management functions like you, it's like completely yeah. different to like classical yeah, yeah, yeah. SaaS in that sense um, so uh, yeah but we have one great guy so that's cool, good cool <laughs> good to hear so uh, do you know what the next channel will be like any thoughts on what that's going to be I know Jamie you mentioned you've you've had some experience with SEO and PPC and then <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. so we just started our um, our direct efforts so almost all our direct has been organic so okay, like yeah. from companies we know um, being part of C-Camp and right. a few of our accelerators we get a lot, lot from there podcasts, um, podcasts. yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> can't so, promise anything but I want commission yeah <laughs> Yeah. So tons mm-hmm. of that has been like organic in, inbound, um, which is great. But we mm. really need to start cultivating that. So a lot of that's going to be like around inbound marketing. Yeah. So creating like step by step guides on how companies can achieve it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then offering them obviously our platform as a way of automating. Yeah. The, those steps. Um. So a lot of it's going to be focused around content marketing and then getting getting as much visibility on that as sure, possible. Sure. So not not cold emailing to uh, no, unverified not. email addresses. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no, should be doing that. Well, well, you have one week to do that. And yeah, yeah, one week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. wait, when's the deadline? <laughs> um, sure. So uh, we will get onto GDPR in a sec. We'll go deep <laughs> yeah. on that. But uh, but well, just one final question, I guess, on on CyberSmart is like, what is what is the biggest challenge right now? Like, as a company and maybe individually, like, what are what what are the big challenges you guys are facing at the moment? Um, I guess as a company, it's we came so basically what we've been doing to get to where we are worked but now as because there's growth and more demand and we have we're growing a team it's like mm. we all need to work smarter <laughs> we all need to sort of get all the knowledge and all the processes from our head down to paper sure. like step, it's like you're maturing as a company right because yeah, yeah. we yeah because of we're not two months old we one and a half years old now yeah, yeah so it's like so my i'm focusing at the moment um to literally like streamlined processes reporting more automation yeah. removing all the blockers yeah um, but it's cool. very fortunate it's very exciting yeah yeah <laughs> laying the groundwork for the future exactly yeah. <laughs> what about you jamie you just putting your feet up and chilling out <laughs> <laughs> and just relaxing let marilla do all the hard yeah. work um i think a, lo- a lot of that stuff comes under like what marilla said in, in running a startup's a bit like having a, a boat with lots of holes and you're kind yep. of just running around and plugging the biggest ones <laughs> um that's kind of the pessimistic view the other view is like you've got a rocket ship and you kind of need fuel right and that's mm-hmm. like funding is is that fuel mm-hmm. um and you've kind of got to get get your rocket high enough so <laughs> when you start coming back down you need you can refuel you know analogies are there holes yeah. in the rocket fuel tank or? Uh, they definitely are so like because because you, you you waste money inefficiently right so yeah um yeah. as a start you don't necessarily know what the best channel is and you have to do a lot of experimentation totally yeah. totally was there um on that was there like quite a 
uh, clear decision early on to go sort of a funded route versus sort of trying to bootstrap it or definitely yeah, yeah. so in order to kind of compete with with some of the kind of traditional methods which is like very old school antiquated we definitely would need like to, to go faster yeah um, and although we've been quite efficient quite lean we haven't raised like huge rounds we've raised essentially what we need to get to get yeah. us to our milestones yeah um, and that that's always a challenge right how much do you raise like how much runway should you have um, and like for us it's been like trying to be as efficient as lean as possible sure sure yeah. got it cool cool amazing no well it sounds like it's going fantastically so far um can, can i just add on that you can um, you can that, that's something that's something really personal but it, it looks like especially now that that we're in this startup scene it's everyone is like oh it's everything is going so great and and like this company raised xyz and i'm like really let's be a bit more honest like yeah, yeah gdpr is great for us but um <laughs> obviously as every startup so you're having like issues and and, yeah. and it's like it's a roller coaster right absolutely um, so i'm like let's be humble and let's let's have other kind of conversations even if it's yeah. not going great like let's just say that because more of this yeah, yeah. i love <laughs> I, I i i hugely appreciate you saying that yeah because uh it does sometimes feel like when you're running a company it can be quite a lonely thing and yeah. when all you read out there is the huge successes no one exactly. no one writes about the the tough days yeah, <laughs> too much exactly no one writes about the days yeah. when when no one went when we didn't know how to go to market like, yeah that was exactly. horrible you've like months where you just don't don't know how to sell or like exactly. pr- and you question the product you yeah. question everything yeah. right every company has these challenges exactly. don't they they just don't get very much airtime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> We we can do another podcast just about that if you like, but I would love to. <laughs> I, so the second part of this uh, chat really is about the the topic of the day, which is GDPR, and I'm assuming that our listeners will have uh, heard of what GDPR is, but maybe just a quick overview, just in case anyone's been left behind. What is GDPR? <laughs> <laughs> so it's the the biggest change in data protection legislation in the last two decades in the UK. Um, it affects the what's well, EU-wide for all citizen data in the EU. It is a huge change and it gives a lot of lot more rights to individuals and a lot more obligations for companies. Um, the UK is particularly affected because our Data Protection Act was kind of very outdated. Mm. Other countries can have more modern data protection laws, but for us it's quite a significant change in the way that, that we do business, we collect data, how we inform people. So there is definitely a huge kind of change required there from companies. Sure thing. Absolutely. That was a cracking little uh, definition (laughs) there. Thank you for that. Um, So May 25th is very soon. What are we recording this? What was the day today? 17th. Yeah, eight days. You knew that off the top of your head, didn't you? (laughs) So uh, is is the world ready for GDPR? (laughs) I'd say the vast majority are not. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that the, the large companies like the the, the top 100 companies and, and the industry leaders have definitely put in their measures on the Facebooks and the Googles because yeah. they yeah. have to. Yeah. Um, I'd say like the, the, the small businesses are definitely way behind the curve. There's, there's, some, there's some out there that are more progressive. Um, like Ghost Squared. Like yeah, Ghost Squared, I heard have got it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they put in I don't a want lot to joke about this stuff. <laughs> we have put a lot of work in yeah. It's <laughs> been so fun. On the whole, um, though, yeah. I'd say no. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So also, we I do, I was on a panel yesterday discussing <laughs> again GDPR surprise and um, and we came to the conclusion the panelists came to the conclusion that everyone's talking is so fixated on the deadline yeah but actually it's like an ongoing thing so yeah if it's not like 
next Friday is coming and you're compliant or not sure. and then nothing happens it's it's like any it's like cybersecurity it's, it's like an ongoing thing data protection will have to be incorporated into like the companies and as the company grows like systems have to be revised so it's like a yeah it's like you start now but you will probably be doing it for as long as the business is yeah sort of running yeah so so post may 25th is is everything going to look different is there going to be a sudden change or are we going to be forgetting what gdpr is after that what do you guys think is going to be the the story after on may 26th <laughs> i think i think nothing we'll wake up and we will be like okay like yeah. just another day yeah um and then i think it will take some time obviously for the regulators to sort of issue it first fine and force it sure. and and I mean, because for them it's new as well, right? Mm. So it, I'm sure it will take like half a year to a year until it's sort of like fully established. Um, also, I don't think it will be really difficult for them to go after every data breach and every small business. And yeah. like, um, I'm not saying like <laughs> disregard GDPR, you don't do anything <laughs> because they will not, won't come knocking on the door. But um, I think they will make some examples with larger companies and like big data breaches. Mm -hmm. And then I guess it, it's just, it will take a couple of years to be fully yeah. integrated and like yeah, yeah, yeah. settled in. I should have said at the start, this isn't legal advice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. true. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so overall, like, I think our view on GDPR is it's a, a really good thing for the, mm -hmm. for the end user, uh, especially. And it's a good thing for business as well. I think it's all about transparency and clarity and it seems like the world has needed that. Um, do you think... Uh, do you think there's a, a decent level of awareness for consumers now? Do you think they know what, what the changes actually mean? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, I mean, I've, I've read a couple of surveys around that, and I think generally most people are still not fully aware of what it is. Sure. Um, I think anyone that works in, 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 in this field, like tech startups, a lot of your readers yeah, or your yeah. listeners will know what it is and they'll be more aware. I mean, as an individual, like, I think it, it is re really good. Um, mm. Like the fact that we have all these new rights, um, it's kind of been like the wild west of data for the last, <laughs> last couple of decades. Companies have just hoarded everything and shared it with yeah. everyone. And there's been very little kind of protection around that, either like technically or privacy wise. So I think as an individual, it's really, really good and positive. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah so uh, it, like for... Um, for consumers, I guess, a big thing with GDPR has been, well, it's not necessarily directly related to G GDPR, but the, the Facebook situation clearly mm -hmm. raised some awareness there. Do you think that has had a, a big impact on this being the size of topic it is now in consumers' minds? Yeah, like Cambridge Analytica. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I think like the fact that they're getting more prominent and, and bigger data yeah. breaches like the last few years, like, like in the billions plus record, then it's like definitely becoming more, more visibility. Um, like take Talk Talk as, as an example that had huge coverage, sure, um, or the yeah. NHS attacks as well last year. So the, these the, these data breaches are going to get bigger and they're going to get more frequent. Mm -hmm. And actually, one of the other changes in GDPR is mandatory breach reporting. Mm, so a company yeah. has seventy two hours after detecting a breach to report it um, to the Information Commissioner. Yeah. In which case, we're going to see a massive increase in breaches, not necessarily because there's more breaches right because people have to report it yeah there's more visibility transparency exactly. about it yeah. it's kind of unbe unbelievable that that hasn't changed sooner right like yeah. the, <laughs> exactly. that people have been able to sit on that for yeah. so long yeah 
So do you think actually is that one of those things that post May twenty fifth, like Definitely. suddenly there's going to be a lot of companies that are like, oh, by the way, yeah, this exactly. Happened. And yeah. you're talking about like the large and the medium sized enterprises, yeah, specifically because if someone is in that company, it's basically illegal for them to not report it. That's huge. So isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, you're going to get a huge shift. Just some in that. serious changes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, is there anything for? So you guys have seen. GDPR all over the place like you've seen companies left right and center doing all sorts of stuff around GDPR is there, are there any sort of common misconceptions you've seen companies have around this oh, like yeah. I, <laughs> I, I see I, you laughing away I there love it, yeah. <laughs> so I guess every everyone even the listeners you you probably got um hundreds of consent marketing emails sure, um, yeah. which is so interesting because uh you not I, I feel like with GDPR it's like one company is sending out a newsletter to get consent mm-hmm. and everyone else is following. Right. So it doesn't even some it's like I see the trend that someone is doing it, other companies are following. Mm. But not because they need to do it as well, but because they don't know what to do or because it's a sensible thing to do. Okay, sort of herd mentality. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I've been Right. What we've been seeing a lot, because for instance, when you know, when you exactly know where your email list comes from, so you don't need to ask them for consent again, because sure, because sure. they probably gave you consent. If you, of course, purchased it somewhere online, mm, um, mm. Th- then that's not okay, right? But yeah. in general, um, and then I also think the focus is waste too much on like this consent and marketing, and not okay. enough on on, for instance, another. Um, justification for processing or storing data is the fulfillment of contracts so it's not just content and marketing Mm. it's also like yes you store data because you need to deliver a service and that's totally okay yeah you know so I feel like the entire yeah focuses on like the consent right to deletion right to be forgotten which is good but there's there's a lot more to it yes yeah 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 yeah. it feels like almost yeah people have gone to panic stations Mm -hmm. and sort of gone select or delete on a lot of stuff um, without necessarily checking firsthand whether that actually is the right thing for their their business exactly yeah yeah yeah. um so i guess similarly um have you seen anything in particular where people have been wasting a lot of their time where they don't need to like maybe i mean that might actually be a nice like tee up for the pitch of cyber smart <laughs> but like is there because you know for for us at go squared we spent you know on and off over the last few months quite a considerable amount of time on our on our product work um making sure things are in a better shape uh ahead of this legislation but is, is there anything you sort of have seen what have been the big time sinks for people i i'd say like conducting all the assessments is can be quite difficult right um, and if often as, as SMBs, like we try and do stuff ourselves first, right? So we'll yeah. go online, Google it, or like ask yeah. people, and then we kind of wade through it. And it might take us a few days or a few weeks till we realize, okay, we need some help. Yeah. Um. So one of the things we've done in our platform is we've built. Yeah. <laughs> Here nice. we go. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> is we've built in um, a digital data privacy impact assessment. So it's one okay. of the documents that. Um, oh, that's a mouthful, Jamie. Say that one more time. DPIA, Data Privacy Impact <laughs> Assessment. So one of one of the pieces of work that, uh, uh, well, one of the first pieces a uh, company would do is essentially assess what they da- what data they have, where it comes from, who they're sharing it with, how they're storing it. Yeah. So it kind of sits hand in hand with data mapping. Yeah. And um, because until you understand what data you have and where it's going and, and where you're storing it, you can't necessarily do the next steps, which are 
defining like how you but your legal basis for processing for example sure. or how you inform people or how people can edit their data all this kind of stuff sure. so that that part is usually where a lot of companies get stuck and that's where guidance can help um so one of the kind of alternatives to our platform is going with a consultant so essentially getting someone to sit in and walk you through this process but because the kind of questions are fairly standardized mm. and you can kind of guide yourself through it sure then that's where they can do it in the platform sure i yeah i know that sounds great N- no, no also yeah. i think that a lot of people are just like spending lots of time researching yeah like literally because there's and it's also because it, the law is not enforced yet it's not a certification mm. there's so much information out there what some is accurate some is not so i i think it's it's like yeah it's like a jungle it's like as a as an smb what do you actually do yeah and even for us it was really really hard to to come up with something super actionable yeah um that is applicable to not because gdpr is very individual right so it's really hard to come up with something actionable that's applicable to the vast majority of smbs yeah for for um uh, sort of on that note for a like average uk startup right now where would you say is the best place to actually go for some of this information and, and on unanswered questions is it so the ICO's yeah. website is Definitely. really really useful yeah. very simple to understand they break it down and they have like guides and, and step by step and checklists and all that kind of stuff yeah. it's definitely a really good starting point cool yeah, and it's their source and they will be so the information commissioner office yeah. will be issuing the fines so I guess if if a company hasn't done anything and they're not willing to do anything, yeah. just read that website. Got it. <laughs> um, so just go there and make sure you understand what it says. There. Got it. So. That'll do until the cyber smart content machine starts getting into action, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a couple more questions because um, we're almost at our half hour mark. But uh, one, one of the things was, you know, I, I think I get like about four emails a day, it feels like at the moment from people trying to say that they can help us be gdpr compliant um i don't know where they get my email address from but <laughs> putting that aside um how do you know when you're gdpr compliant do you know that you're gdpr compliant is there a badge that says you're gdpr compliant or like what what's your thoughts on that um i so i guess with G- being gdpr compliant it's the same with like being secure in terms of like having cyber security i think 100 percent will never you'll never get to 100 percent right because there is just in terms of data breaches it could just be something small like you forget you lose your laptop or you you know Mm. and then you don't have anything it's like i think it's the small human errors that yeah you cannot protect or you cannot yeah be compliant against um and because it's a law there's no such thing as like here's your official certification <laughs> they I, I think they're working on well i heard that they're working on it but it would take them two to three years so sure we'll wait. <laughs> exactly they come up with some with a standard or something but i think what i mean what we recommend what we really like is like still having something like iso 27001 or something yeah um yeah yeah a certification some sorts because a lot of companies say that we're going above and beyond to protect your data yeah, yeah. and then you inquire and then they just they have nothing no evidence <laughs> right, right? right they have no yeah. records and in general i think for companies if you do something around data protection and security just make sure that you write it down that you have records sure. it's all about evidence collection got it got it that's mm-hmm. that's some helpful advice yeah what um what is the future of legislation here like is gdpr the last we're going to hear on this topic i know there's e-privacy coming up like what does the future look like on on this 
I think you're gonna see it evolve, especially as as like it gets implemented, and yeah. and over the next few years, they kind of get feedback from from mark on the market how easy it is for companies to comply and and kind of where can, if consumers have good understanding of what's going on. So I think it definitely will evolve. I mean, if you look at tech over the last decade, it's evolved massively, like with smartphones, yeah, and the proliferation IoT. And I think we're going to see more advancement in tech there, especially on like medical devices and sure. uh, our, our cars and our, our homes will be all digital as well. Yeah. So I think privacy and, and that, that area around security as well is going to evolve pretty significantly. Sure thing. Exciting times. But Cybersmart yeah. will be needed. Everyone will need Cybersmart. Right <laughs> <laughs> well, regu- regulators are always slow <laughs> to catch up though to the market, yeah. right? So it's taken totally. them quite a while to do this. So this is EU-wide, so it's a huge undertaking. Yeah. Um, Post-Brexit, we might see the UK adapt adapt their own data privacy laws. Right, okay. Um, obviously, we're still in, in the EU next yeah, week. Yeah. Um, so we, we're fully, com- well, as, as yeah. Britain is fully has to implement uh, this law. Yeah. And I'm, it's likely it's going to gonna stay afterwards um, because it is better for consumers Absolutely. and it does put more obligations on companies. Do you think uh, the US is going to sort of copy-paste what we're doing here? Is that, so the US is, um, so the EU defined a set of th- what they call third countries. It's other countries that have equal or greater privacy measures. Right. Um, so like Canada, um, but the US is, is not one of those. So the US has okay. worse privacy measures than 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 under GDPR. Interesting. Um, so it's definitely kind of slight, slightly behind on that. Um, there's something called the privacy shield so yeah. way of sharing data between the us and, and eu and um, that is compliant so you're starting to see companies that are basically complying with with uh, eu eu-wide mm. uh, requirements but on the whole i think the us is going to be a bit slower on, on that front sure thing okay okay cool so remainder of 2018 for cybersmart what's what's it looking like what are the goals so um, a lot of uh, product development so we've got a pretty pretty extensive roadmap um we kind of got to a good point where we have a good base platform right now um, and we've automated a lot of the painful steps but we want to really expand that to new technology stacks new certification schemes into into uh, more helping companies automate more of their compliance journey so we just launched something called smart policies which is essentially digital policy distribution throughout your organization nice and you you guys should be getting an app update today can't wait it's Um, like christmas so so that's that's kind of our journey is like trying to take on more of that that compliance pain from from smbs awesome looking forward to it looking forward to it one final question uh what advice would you give uh any first-time founders out there um, I, I'm going to do answer twice at once for like GDPR stuff because I think it's like super oh, relevant. That's bold. That's innovative. <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> so that, uh, around GDPR, what I'd say is like, like don't try and do it all to the letter. Like, <clears throat> excuse me. Again, not legal <laughs> advice, but um, just just generally speaking, like it's going to be very time consuming, very onerous for them to literally sit there and do it like to the letter and do everything sure. to data. For example, I'd say take reasonable steps, um, and that's as SMBs to often what we do is like minimum viable or what what we can do with our resources. Yeah. So take reasonable steps to do it, do an assessment of your data to make sure that privacy met uh, privacy needs are being met. Do something like cyber essentials as a good starting point, okay. and start working towards say something like ISO twenty seven thousand and one. I'd say that's that's my number one advice is just reasonableness versus like extreme or doing sure, nothing sure. um <laughs> and generally as 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 a founder i'd say like try and try and leverage as much uh, the expertise of your networks and 
uh, that and accelerators and books and stuff out there around startup stuff blogs and there's huge amounts of resources and one of the things that startup founders you can never really learn too much sure and it's yeah. much cheaper and quicker to learn from other people so try and absorb <laughs> as much as you can um, because as a startup like your biggest your most valuable commodity is time it's like the clock's always ticking whether it's competition or funding um, and the, all the market moving so you've got to really execute quickly so try and do that with as much expertise from other people as possible fantastic that's that's great stuff thank you so much <laughs> jamie that's that's awesome uh wish i had that a few uh, years ago um yeah. cool well thank you so much it's been a pleasure chatting with you both wait can if i say people... can, I was like, can i reference you no because you, you can so, you Mariella, yeah yes, you can no, amazing please do. so i listen yeah. to your podcast um and then the best advice i would give to a first time founder inspired by you was um to actually take some time off okay yes, yes absolutely definitely, yeah because um there's your the to-do list is always infinite right so yeah, it's yeah. endless so just literally take some time off be happy be ready when you go to work but also be ready to like switch off that is that sounds like very good advice uh, as far as i can tell i normally we have one piece of advice we've got three this this Yay. uh this this week this is awesome <laughs> right well thank you so much both of you if if people want to find either of you on on the internet where can they where can they find you Mariana or jamie i'm on twitter at jamie Actor. okay our, our company handle is at cybersmart uk cool cool what about you Mariana? you on i'm not really on okay I'm not, I'm not no, on social media. no i'm instagram yeah. but instagram <laughs> awesome yes, I do <laughs> awesome well, well we'll probably put um any any links in the show notes Perfect. and uh yeah thank you so much both of you uh, if anyone is looking for some help on their on their compliance uh we can't recommend the cyber smart platform enough it is has helped us tremendously at GoSquared. um and yeah and hopefully we'll be seeing a lot more of you both uh soon so thank you everyone for listening um and we will uh, we'll have enough, more, many more shows like this in the future. Um, and good luck, everyone, with their GDPR compliance. <laughs> uh, one week to go. Um, <laughs> so thanks, everyone, and uh, see you next time. Cheers. Thank you.